Normally I start this show with some pithy comment about the Cleveland Browns, but I can't pass this one up. TJ Watt, after the Cardinals lost, his his Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Arizona Cardinals, came into a press conference and began whining about the lack of holding calls against him, that teams hold him and that the NFL does not call the holding calls. He literally came out and said, the NFL has, quote, something going against me, unquote. You know I can't pass this up. So, T.J. Watt, I got something directly for you. The NFL holds you, right? So here's what I got to say. Welcome to the NFL, baby. It goes on all the time, and nobody cares. And on top of that, I'm not even going to charge you $50 for that advice. You're listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast, an iconoclastic look at the latest Cleveland Browns news. The What the Elf Was That podcast is part of the Fanatical Elves podcast network, a part of the Fans First Sports Network. Here's your host, Joel Cade. Welcome back to another edition of What the Elf Was That. You can't start off any better of What the Elf Was That than TJ Watt complaining about being held. As Browns fans, we have watched Miles Garrett have his helmet ripped off, multiple people attack him high and low simultaneously, which is a penalty, have him like basically choked on every play as he rounds the edge. And here comes TJ Watt telling us that he gets held. Come on, man. What the elf is that? I still have the challenge out for anybody who can put together a highlight reel of all the sacks that he had on the year that he broke the sack record, supposedly. And I would be shocked if more than 10 of them were actually him lining up, rushing the passer and getting a sack. I will, I'll just be shocked out of my mind. I think more than 16 to 17 of those sacks are him pushing a quarterback out of bounds outside the line of scrimmage, or he's dropping back into coverage. The quarterback rolls out and he goes and cleans up the garbage. He doesn't have to work for these things or, or, he goes in completely unblocked and tackles the quarterback. You know, T.J. Watt's got some real issues, man. He wants to complain about holding. My God, could you imagine what happened? What would happen if somebody did to T.J. Watt what he does to other people? Like, what would happen? What would T.J. Watt do if, if somebody came up to him after the play and pushed him or came up to him after the ball is gone and just tackles him? Or if somebody would run up to him, launch off their feet, lead with the crown of their head into his helmet, what would he do? What would he do? I mean, my God, the guy's already complaining at a press conference that holding isn't called and the NFL has something against him. Nobody cares. This is the NFL, TJ Watt. People are held all the time and officials don't call it. The fact that that it's just now you're starting to understand this means that you like have lived a privileged life where people don't touch you. People don't hit you. People don't put you out there because the NFL wants to use you as an icon for sportsmanship or some stupidity they got going on. Mainly it's like an icon or a 
uh, iconic figure for like late hits and garbage and crap like that. This is the same guy that charges little kids 50 bucks for autographs. But me, because I am generous, will give him my my feedback for free. And if he would like me to sign a written statement of this, I will give that to him for free. So in that way, TJ Watt, I guess I'm better than you because I know people aren't going to make money off my signature. But if they would, I wouldn't care. More power to them. My God, like the things people have to complain about, like nobody cares. Nobody cares. Speaking of nobody cares, let's just go on to the nobody cares. This is the nobody cares edition of what the elf was that. So before we take on the big one that nobody cares about, which everybody seems to have an opinion, but honestly, nobody cares. Let's talk about the little ones. The NFL does not care if people illegally hit players, okay? They just they just don't, right? They don't care. They don't care about player safety. You could watch. Like, we watched the Denver Broncos game, the Browns at Broncos. We watched that game, right? And I know I'm a week late. We played the Rams. I get it. I get it. But I want to make a point here. It's my podcast. I'm going to do this. It's my party. I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> so we watched the Rams game or the uh, Broncos game. We watched players launch themselves into a helmet-to-helmet contact to a quarterback who had jumped into the air to avoid getting hit and end up with a concussion. We watched players lower their head and spear a wide receiver in his ribs. Okay? We watched it go down. We all saw it. So I was interested when the Week 12 fine list came out, because you would think, right, Two clear incidents of people launching, leading with the crown of their head, illegally hitting players. You're going to want to put a stop to this, right? No. Do you know how many Broncos got fined for for illegal hits in that game? If you guessed a big fat goose egg zero, then you are correct. No Denver Bronco was fined for any hit that they put on the Cleveland Browns in week 12. And yet, and yet, there is a quarterback in a concussion. And the last we saw him, he had a big fat lip. And we've got a second quarter uh, wide receiver in a concussion protocol because people launch, lead with the crown of their helmet, and hit people in the head, just like TJ Watt does. I mean, I, I, I am, I, this is why I should never play in the NFL because when I played, I didn't put up with crap. You come after me, I will get you, period. That's the law of the jungle. You start the crap, I'll finish the crap. You come at me with a spear shot, illegal, I promise you I'm getting you. I promise you. This is why I shouldn't play. I'd probably be like the Vontez Perfect of the NFL, you know, people finding me. You know, but this is a league, by the way, that allows people like Sean Payton to coach in it, right? Sean Payton has to know about what's going on in this locker room, because if you didn't know about it, they weren't going to suspend you for a year. They The NFL suspends him for an entire year for paying players to hurt people. And now his Denver Broncos are out here hurting people. And the NFL just lets it go on. Like, hey, that's not a big deal. We're not going to find you for that. Yeah, it's okay. You know, quarterback was out of the pocket. It's okay for him to get hit in the head. I mean, we've seen that before. 
But you know what? The NFL doesn't care. They don't care. This is the nobody cares edition of what the elf was that. They don't care. Go hit people in the head. Who cares? Go launch at somebody with your helmet. Who cares? In fact, if you were to launch yourself in the air with your helmet, the crown of your helmet, and hit somebody, and you become paralyzed, guess what's going to happen? They're going to send you on a sympathy tour, right? They're going to dress you up. They're going to send you all over the place, talking about what a terrible tragedy you went through by having getting hurt because you illegally spared people. This is the NFL, people. This is the NFL. This is what they're about. They don't care. And everything is an opportunity to take your money. Period. Okay? So when I show up to an NFL game or I'm at an NFL game, you know, I'm there to watch the team. I'm going to root for the for the brand, right? I'm going to root for the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to root against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Denver Broncos, all these teams that I hate, okay? Because, well, for me, it's because they're just damn dirty people. But, you know, I hate them. I probably hate them so much because I would just be the same way. I would. I mean, I wouldn't be purposeful, but if somebody started crap, I'd finish it. That, that's who I am. Start. I'll, I'll leave you alone. I'll play my game. You start with me. Better believe I'm going to finish it, and you're going to wish you never opened the, the can of worms with me because it's not going to end well for you. So... The NFL doesn't care. It doesn't care. I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, it is a week. It is Christmas time. We should be happy about something. I think it's funny that TJ Watt's complaining. I think it's funny that he's out there saying people hold him and he doesn't get called and the NFL is out to get him. Because isn't this what people lined up? Pat McAfee, every announcer everywhere went out and said, Hey, people aren't, this is ridiculous. There's no, there's no cheating. There's no referees. Maybe the Steelers aren't paying refs anymore. I mean, maybe they just decided we're not going to pay a ref anymore because we're out of it. Who knows? I mean, they're still in the playoff picture. Who knows? Maybe, maybe the Cardinals got to the officials before the Steelers could get to them, but who cares? Who cares if the officials are dirty? Let's just go on to this topic. I've been trying to hold off, but we'll just go to a break. When we come back from the break, I want to talk about the one thing that nobody cares about. Not the NCAA, not the NFL, not Major League Baseball, because they've all had to deal with this issue, and it is clear from the way all three of them have dealt with it that they don't care. We'll talk about that after the break. All right, and we're back. It was a furious 11 minutes to start off the show, and this will probably keep going in a furious-style way. (sighs) The NFL, man. So, as 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 a philosopher, as someone who thinks, as someone who reasons, I'm very, 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 very disgusted. I use very a lot there because I don't know what else to use except extremely or exceedingly or infuriatingly frustrated with the lack of people caring about cheaters in NCAA, the NFL and major league baseball. It is absolutely asinine 
how nobody cares about yours. Let me tell you this. And I'll, and I'll just kind of run through it for you. Now you know what I'm going to talk about. Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. Recorded signs, correlated those recordings. When on the sidelines, it was reported they were on sidelines recording, definitely on the field with cameras trying to take pictures on the field of team signs, of quarterback signals in order to steal the signs to cheat people out of football games. Okay? That happened. It's not that sign stealing is the cheating because teams do that. It's the fact that you're going to go the extra mile to defraud basically entire NFL fan bases, but you're also going to sneak people on sidelines under the guise of a camera crew or whatever the Patriots were doing, and I'm I'm talking about the Patriots, to get in there, to be able to record things, to be able to like decode signals so that you can cheat. And the NFL found out about it, right? They found the secret room where all this was hidden and they destroyed it all. So nobody can know what it was. And then they decided, well, we're not going to revoke victories. We're not going to take away Super Bowls when we know they cheated. We're not going to do anything that would like actually punish them for cheating. We're just going to take away some draft picks because that makes it okay. Right? You go out and cheat. You to compromise the integrity of the football game of the entire NFL. We're just going to sweep it under the rug. So the extent of it isn't brought out and we're going to fine you draft picks. And, and then we'll call it a day. You know why? Because the NFL does not care whether they cheat or not. What they care about is if you find out they cheat, that's what they care about, right? If you find out that officials are being paid off, that's a problem. Not that officials are being paid off, it's that you find out that they're being paid off. It doesn't matter if the New England Patriots cheat. What matters is if you find out they cheat, because then it becomes a PR issue and it compromises the integrity of the game. Not that like actually doing it comp- compromises the integrity of the game. You finding out compromises the integrity of the game. And it's not just Major League or the NFL. Major League Baseball had the same exact problem. You got the Houston Astros down there in Houston cheating, banging on trash cans, telling hitters what pitch is coming next. Is it going to be a breaking ball? Is it going to be a fastball? They have cameras set up. They have elaborate systems with little radios set up to signal to the hitter what kind of a pitch is coming next. And they go out there and they compromise the integrity of the sport by saying, hey, We've got this. It's like Bobby Thompson hitting that home run off Don Newcomb back in, I think, the 50s or 60s. I don't even remember when this was. The great improbable comeback by the Giants to come back and win the pennant. It's because they cheated. Major League Baseball knew they cheated. They've admitted to cheating. They have admitted. Bobby Thompson has admitted on the record that the Giants that year were stealing signals, relaying them to the hitter, and that's how he knew what pitch is coming before he hit the the shot hurt around the world off Bobby Thompson. All right. Period. He has admitted it on the record. And in Major League Baseball has the Astros cheating. They win the World Series. The owner comes out and says, yes, our cheating has compromised the integrity of the game and has affected the outcomes of games. What does Major League Baseball do? They grant immunity to all the players, and then they suspend the coaches for like a year, and now they're back in there. Kind of like Sean Payton, right? Sean Payton goes out and says, I'm going to go hurt people on purpose. I'm going to sanction this program to hurt people on purpose, and like we'll just like 
get rid of him for a year. We'll let him back in and do the exact same crap. And we don't care. The NFL does not care if you cheat. They care if you find out. Major League Baseball does not care if you cheat, but they care if you find out. Once the once people found out, well, they had to do something. But in fact, Major League Baseball did nothing because they don't care. They don't care. What they wanted to do was to eliminate the process. Okay, whatever. So you're going to let everyone get away with it. You're going to let everyone keep all their victories. You're going to let them keep the World Series victory. And nothing, nothing is basically being done about that situation. And now, now, the NCAA is going to do this. We have absolute evidence that Michigan cheated, has sat there and, like, had this Connor Stallions or whatever, Rocky Balboa dude on the sidelines, recording situations. There are videos of him telling the coaches what plays are coming. Clearly cheating, right? Clearly cheating. And are they vacating victories? Well, we don't know yet, but this is the NCAA. They don't do anything about anything, right? I mean, they're they're like the most inept governing body I've ever seen in my entire existence as a, a person watching sports. The NCAA is useless, okay? Michigan is still out there. They're still ranked number one. They're still playing for the national championship. It is a joke. It is an absolute joke that they are in the college playoffs. All their wins should be vacated. That every win, every game that they have been shown to be cheating with should be vacated. And their whatever they've won should be gone. Period. Done. But instead, we're still watching them upcoming this holiday play in the college football playoff. Because the NCAA doesn't care. They don't care if the games you're out there watching are compromised what they care about, what the NCAA cares about, what the NFL cares about, what the MLB cares about is the cash. As long as you're willing to go to the game and you're willing to see what's going on, they don't care if the game is a good product, a bad product. They don't care if it's a, even a authentic ethical product. They don't care. All they want is the money, period. And if they start vacating victories, they start vacating World Series titles, then it's going to be bigger news, and bigger news means more negative publicity, which means less people will come to the game. So it's better to just sweep the crap under the rug, pretend it didn't exist, and punish them in a way that basically is inconsequential. So I'm telling you right now, if I were a coach in any major sport in the United States of America, I am calling Connor Stallions, like, look, dude, you need to come, like, set up your little racket at my my place because nobody cares. Nobody cares. The NCAA doesn't care. The NFL doesn't care. MLB doesn't care. Let's just set this up. Let's figure out a way that we can make all the get all the, the signals. We'll cheat our rear ends off. We will cheat nonstop until we win the national championship because in the end, I'll still have a national championship. I'll still get paid by some school to do it there because all that cheating is going to bring victories. All those bringing victories are going to bring prestige. All the prestige is going to bring better talent to our school. And therefore the cheating actually pays, particularly if nobody's going to do anything about it and nobody really gives a crap that you're actually doing it. Why not cheat? This is the state of our sports right now. So this is kind of frustrating me because I'd like to think that our games are supposed to be fair that our games are supposed to be officiated fairly, but I think we've watched it enough to know that it's not. Hell, even T.J. Watt now, the golden boy of the NFL, 
he's out there saying that like people don't give him calls. Of course, he's just a whiny baby like all them people from Pittsburgh. I think it's just funny now that he's like a whiny crybaby like the rest of them. I just want someone to launch themselves at Watt, hit him in the head, and just want to see his reactions. Not to hurt him. Not not. I just want to see somebody do to him what he does to people so I can listen to him gripe that somebody's got something going against me because it'll be funny as crap to watch. All right, all right, all right, all right. On with the nobody cares. Not you guys, not Browns fans. I think we have talked about the Browns today. Let's talk about the Browns. Not Browns fans. We care about everything. Every little thing. What is this person wearing? What's that person wearing? Is this person on crutches? Is this person not on crutches? We care about every little thing. We care so much that we dissect on a, on a serious level where the quarterback is sitting during the football game. And by that, I mean the quarterback who is on IR with a shoulder injury. Where is that quarterback? Oh, he's in a box by his wife, which, by the way, on a side note, how in the world have Browns fans not attacked his wife? I mean, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying the degenerate nature of some people that I've seen on Twitter. How have they not attacked her as a woman hater because she is dating somebody or married to somebody who supposedly did all this stuff, although we haven't had a shred of evidence other than a whole bunch of lawsuits filed because clearly lawsuits mean that somebody's automatically guilty because, well, we've been down this road a thousand times. Surprise, genuinely surprised nobody's attacked her yet because that's the nature of some degenerate fans. But we are so upset about where Deshaun Watson was during a football game. If you were to like sit back Okay, not watch the Rams game, but like just get on Twitter. You would think the Browns didn't even play. It was just Deshaun Watson this, Deshaun Watson that. For whatever reason, people just have something up their rear ends about hating Deshaun Watson. Okay, I get it. You can have your opinion. You can go out there and you can trash him and hate him. And, oh, my God, he's sitting in the stands. He's not on the sidelines like Joe Burrow was. So, therefore, it must be a terrible thing. Or Nick Chubb's on the sideline. He must be a great person. So then they show these pictures on Twitter, and I think you've all seen them, right? Here's Nick Chubb on warm-ups and Browns gear on, on the field during warm-ups. And here's Deshaun Watson who's also on the field of warm-ups, but he doesn't have Browns gear on, so therefore he must be a terrible person. And then, oh my God, Deshaun Watson's not on the sideline. I'm just going to help us think through some of this stuff for a second, okay? Because one, Deshaun Watson's been on the sideline for, I think, pretty much every game before he went on IR, right? And he's been there helping P.J. Walker, helping DTR, doing the exact same crap Joe Burrow was doing last night on Monday Night Football. This game, since he's got an IR, he's had surgery, he's doing, he says, arms in a sling, he's doing rehab, and he's not on the sideline. And then we've got Nick Chubb, who's out there on crutches, who I pray to God was not on the sidelines. I mean, say what you want about Nick Chubb, he's a great guy. Do not put a man with crutches on a sideline. So for those of you who think I'm insane, for saying, please do not let these people stand on the sideline. I have one question for you. And it's a simple question. The question is simply this. Do you watch football? 
Because if you watch football, you will notice that every two or three plays, you will have a guy running as fast as he possibly can to get out of bounds, and then somebody will push them, and they will push be pushed into benches, water buckets, coaches, other players. It's a whole, like, bowling alley over there, right? Guys running the sidelines, somebody pushes them, and it's like, how many players and coaches and ball boys can we knock over on the sidelines, okay? And if you don't think this is going on, just, just watch NFL football. Better yet, pull out the... I don't remember exactly which game it was, but Notre Dame with Charlie Weiss as their head coach. Charlie Weiss is on the sideline, standing there with his, what we now refer to as a Denny's menu, but we didn't back then. We just knew it was a play sheet, but for Browns fans, it's a Denny's menu. Standing there with his Denny's menu, and a player comes in, sideswipes him, busts his knee. He requires surgery and has to wear a knee brace, a big, long leg brace, for the rest of the season while he's standing on the sideline. People get hurt on sidelines. Then you want to add somebody whose arms in a sling who can't defend himself. You want to add somebody maybe who's on crutches who can't defend themselves when this crap comes to the sideline. Okay, period. Injured players should not be on a sideline. In fact, a lot of teams won't allow injured players to be on the sidelines And I believe the Browns are one of them. Now, I could be wrong, but I believe the Browns are a team that does not allow players who can't defend themselves to be on a sideline. Maybe they will. Maybe they're all good with the crutches. Maybe they're all good with the arm slings and all that stuff. I I tend to think the Browns are a team that does not let, if you are impaired in any way, you cannot be on the sideline. If not, they should be. Because people who are injured should not be on the sidelines if they cannot defend themselves. And if you have an arm sling on or if you are on crutches, you cannot defend yourself. Now, that's one. Now, the question isn't, should they be on the sidelines? The question is, Deshaun Watson's a dirty player. Why can't he do what I want him to do? That's what the real question is. Like, let me find something I can get mad about so I can get mad about Deshaun Watson. That's what's really going on here. So that, that's what's really happening. But let me ask you another question. Joe Flacco, okay, 38-year-old Joe Flacco has won a Super Bowl, <coughs> has navigated teams like this team, two Super Bowls, okay? Does he need Deshaun Watson on the sideline to help him go over film? I'm just going to let that sit there for a second. What is Deshaun Watson going to point out to Joe Flacco that Joe Flacco doesn't already know. Okay. There are specific quarterback coaches who are there for that specific reason. And they meet with those quarterbacks. Okay. It's great. You see Joe Burrow on the sideline with, with Browning or, or whatever. Like that is after Browning has met with his quarterback coach. Period. Then Joe Burrow's looking at him saying, I want to think about this, this, or the receiver, this. But the quarterback coach is the one coaching him, not the not the player. The player is just there. That's good TV time. That's, hey, check this guy out. You can probably get uh, 50 bucks off this guy if you 
ask him for an autograph and he'll charge you 50 bucks. You're like TJ Watt. Ah, look at this holding. They're holding TJ Watt, but nobody's calling it. That's the kind of crap they're going over with on the sideline. Okay. The quarterback, the injured quarterback is not a miracle worker on the sideline. Who's going to suddenly turn the backup quarterback into a competent quarterback. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. Not in five minutes between drives. I'm sorry. So, the value of having an injured player on the sideline is far less than the risk of having that player on the sideline to re-injure their arm, to re-injure their leg. God forbid, I, I pray to God Nick Chubb was not on that sideline because he could not move in time when somebody comes barreling in to a sideline where somebody's playing bowling with an opposing team. Don't put these people on the sideline and stop complaining about people sitting in the stands. My God, what what does Deshaun Watson need to do for people to leave him alone? This is exactly why people don't come to Cleveland. You get on Twitter. People like me ran about this for 10 minutes. You get on Twitter and you complain. Oh, my God, this. Oh, my God, that. Oh, my God, this. Oh, my God, that. It's exhausting, people. It's exhausting. I am frustrated and I'm angry about this. And, like, my God. It, it's terrible. It's just stop it. Just just stop it. Use your head. There's no reason for him to be on the sideline. He's not a coach. He's not going to suddenly turn Joe Flacco into a Super Bowl MVP. Joe Flacco is a Super Bowl MVP. So there's nothing he's going to do to help him. Just move on. Move, move on with life. I think I'm going to move on after this season. Move on with life. All right, everybody, I've been yelling and screaming enough. There has to be some good this week. It's Christmas season. Things are going well, right? You get to be with your family, your friends. You get to see people be happy. Yeah, they're probably faking it. But, but you know, you get to see people be happy. Or you're, you're looking at it from the outside thinking, oh, they're really happy. And you can be happy for them. Their happiness can be your happiness. Yeah, and you could be genuinely happy. Like, I love my wife, and I'm genuinely happy with my wife. I love my kids. I love my friends. Okay? Look, have a good holiday season. Next week, we're going to be playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. We're probably going to see their backup quarterback. Okay. Maybe we'll have a shot. Uh, You know, if you want my take on Joe Flacco, I think the Browns should be starting him the rest of the season. At least they have – at least – while they have an opportunity to make the playoffs, he should be the guy out there. As soon as they're eliminated from the playoffs, it's DTR time. Oh, people, people, people. I want to thank you for listening to What the Elf Was That. It's been a long day, people. And uh, thank you for listening to my rant. I greatly appreciate it. And I'm going to leave you with that. Have a tremendous week. Thank you for listening to the What the Elf Was That podcast. Please like, subscribe, and tell all your friends to give a listen. You can follow host Joel Cade on Twitter at The Left Guard. Happy holidays, everybody.